Hello all, this is Jameson. How's it going? So we had, uh, other guy and I had this really cool uh, plan for this show, but it, the timing was wrong and we, we it didn't quite happen. It was uh, something that, I, that we're going to have to do for a future show. And we thought, you know what, we're down to the wire and let's use this show as an opportunity to do something that we've been meaning to do for a while. There was a show early on uh, that we did um, pretty early on in the in the podcast, like maybe even show number eight or something like that, and we've been meaning to rerun it because we actually had to take it down, so it's not on, it's no longer posted because we were trying to free up uh, space for future episodes. So we thought, you know what, this is a perfect time to do it. Let's rerun that episode. Give people who haven't uh, listened to that episode a chance to listen to it because it's it, it, it's kind of fun. We had a fun time doing it. And if you uh, if you heard it before, then listen to it again and see if maybe you hear something new. And next time around, we'll be back with uh, an all-new Jameson Newlander and some other guy's show. All right. Check it out. Once that sit two birds on the branches of a tamarind tree. Welcome to the Jameson Newlander and Some Other Guy Show. Are you really calling it that? Welcome to episode number seven, everybody. I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. I'll let you decide which is which. Anyway, Jameson cannot be with us for this show. And before you stop listening, let me tell you that in his place, we have the illustrious, great American actor, Christopher Walken. So that's right. So let me explain. Jameson was hoping to be back in time for the show, but anyone who knows Jameson knows he is a huge hot air balloon enthusiast and he's right now currently traveling in his hot air balloon over the Andes in Chile and he was hoping to be back in Hollywood for the taping and yet that's right um, he was hoping to call into the show using a satellite phone but the phone fell out of the basket uh, from the hot air balloon yes I'm sorry about that everybody but um, Christopher Walken if you know anything about our studio and where it's located, has a party pad in the same building as our studio. He's a big partier. So I asked him politely if he could stand in for Jameson, and he said no. But when he found out it was Jameson Newlander, he jumped at the chance. So I would like to introduce someone who needs no introduction, aside from the one I just gave him, Mr. Christopher Walken. Mr. Walken. Hey, 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 this reception, it's, it's just wonderful. I'm happy to help a, a fellow actor who I've actually admired from afar for quite some time now. I had no idea you were a, such a great fan of Jameson's. That's great. Yeah, he's acting. He's, he's quite a good actor. I don't know if you agree with that other guy. Of course I do, Mr. Walken. Uh, can I call you Chris? I uh, know, actually, if you would not call me Chris, thank you. Uh, I don't know uh, you well Cri enough. And Christopher, can I? Can I? Uh, no, no. Uh, even Christopher is sort of a bit familiar for our relationship. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Walken. Uh, so since you're filling in for Jameson tonight, I thought we might talk about Jameson's favorite topic. Oh, yeah. And what's that? Jameson. 
Uh, <laughs> all right, I see what you're you're getting at, Chief. And uh, well, you know, I'm I'm game for this, you know. So, and I will say that the way you said that, it's a bit disrespectful to Jameson. I sort of think that maybe you owe him an apology for for saying it that way. Um, I didn't think I disrespected anybody, but I, it, yeah, well, surely I, I well, apologize for, to anyone who takes offense. All right. Well, I'll let that slide. But for the most okay, part, thank, when you, thank you when you say I apologize to anyone, you're not really apologizing to anyone at all. It's a little okay, note for okay. the future, other guy. I'm um, writing that down right now. Yeah, thank you, you do that. The, uh, that for the advice. Uh, you said that you admired Jameson's career from afar. Can can you expound on that? What aspects of his career have you admired? What roles? Well, you know, that's a really great question. I'm glad that you asked Thank that. You. Yeah. I Thank really you. think that, I think we can all agree that there's a role, there's one role that really epitomizes the 80s. And I'm I'm talking about Jameson's role in The Lost Boys as Alan Frog. Yes. You know, what you yes. may not know about Alan Frog is that I auditioned for Alan Frog back, you know, back, well, in the 80s when they were auditioning. Did you really? Yeah, despite that's right. the age, you Despite the age thing. Right, yeah. I was about 10 years probably his senior, and I didn't look anything like a kid, but I, I thought I was a good enough actor at the time. I, I called up Schumacher. Joel Schumacher, you know, the director of The Lost Boys. Yes, yes, we know, yes. Yeah, and I said, you know, I, I'll do anything to play this role. I'll, I'll do anything. I'll, I'll cut off my left nut, which I actually ultimately did, but for different reasons. So, uh-huh. and he said, and I'll never forget the way he, he put this, that this guy, the, they're seeing this, this kid... His name's Jameson Newlander, and he was really knocking their socks off. And I can't tell you, other guy, how how sad I was at that very moment. I was so sad. And I, at, at the same time, I respected anyone that could turn Schumacher's head like that. But still, I was so sad. And you know what happens, other guy, when, when you get too sad... You know what happens? What happens? And the C in sad. The C in sad, it turns into an M, and it becomes mad. And I got really mad. And I decided okay. that I was going to try and hurt Jameson. And so I decided that I was going to just try to break his toes. And that might His toes? Yeah, that might be a way of... Hurting him enough that maybe... Oh, that would hurt anybody. Right. I can't believe you would even think about that. Yeah, that, well, in fact, James like From one actor to another. That's not what actors do to each other, is it? You'd be surprised. I grew up in a very rough neighborhood, and acting was, it was quite a privilege. And when you didn't get to do it, you, you had to kill someone or something. Um, I usually voted for breaking a pencil or two in half and calling it a day. Yeah. That's a that's a but Jameson good idea. You know, if you if, if you're listening to this, you probably review it afterwards, even though you're off on your whatever it is, a hot air hot. balloon. 
Yeah. Yeah. I also like hot air balloons. I don't know if you know that. I'm a big hot air. I didn't know that about, I didn't know that. Yeah. I like to get high, really high up in the air. And so. Can I I ask you what, uh, you're taking numerous drinks from this uh, strange looking uh, receptacle of a sort of Goblet. What, what's it? What's yeah, it's in called that? a glass. Now the guy, when you born on <laughs> Mars, <laughs> looks like a goblet to me. I yeah. I, well, one man's goblet is another man's glass. So why don't you shut up about well, the size? I was just of my, curious. What's in the What's in the glass? Well, I'm getting a lot of attitude from you about my drink. And it's a really delicious drink, and so I'm I'm gonna assume that you're you're coming to me on the level and really want to know about this drink. So I'll just well, tell I, you. Well, I just sort of, I just sort of, kind of saw this as a conversation where I could ask you something. And yeah. You could well. Respond. All right. Well. Yeah. This is a delicious drink. I drink everywhere I go, and I either bring it in the thermos, or in this case, my office is. Uh, I call it my office, the place I go to, you know, blow off steam. You know, which is pretty yeah. often a lot of steam in his head. You know, they got to blow off. Right. A lot of steam to be blown. Right. So I, I put together this drink that I, I call the Chris, which is four parts bullion, one part water, and 71 parts Bacardi rum. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of parts. Anyway. That's, sounds difficult to make. Yeah, it's actually not difficult if you have half a brain, which I'm not sure you do based on your questions so far. You're, you're really not a, uh, really an expert at being an interviewer, uh, are you? Well, I've heard you're a difficult interview, and you're right. I'm not a professional, but I'm doing my best here. I've got uh, questions that Jameson faxed me from the hot air balloon right here. He, he told me these were foolproof and that you wouldn't get upset, so I'm trying not to upset you. So let me get this straight. <laughs> yeah. Jameson. <laughs> I think, well, one, put the glass down, the goblet down for, for a moment, and can we carry on with my, with my questions that I have written down? J- Jameson has the facts. <laughs> <laughs> It's a pretty advanced hot air balloon, especially when he can't even call into the show, but he can fax in questions. All right, so let me finish this one part of my story, which is that Jameson, if you ever think back to that time when you were walking out of the audition for Lost Boys... And you remember a guy who was trying to offer you to shine your toes. Yeah, well, that was me. Shining toes? Yeah, because I was going to break his toes for getting the role. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. You're going to want to keep up with the interview. That's sort of interview 101 of the guy. So I should be, I should be continually listening to your answers. I, I got it. All right. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Um, so can I ask you, um, what is it about Jameson's performance that struck you? I mean, what did you like about it? Um, well, I love the way he 
delivered his lines, and, and kill your brother, you feel better. It's just so, so great. It's such a great job, and I wish I could act that well. And um, when he, I think when we he all do. Talking about that kid, and he, and he, he observed, you know, pretty appropriately that he looked a lot like Eddie Munster, and Eddie Munster was a monster, and this kid was a monster, and he came up with a line on the spot. I'm sure of it. it wasn't even in the script. I'm sure he just decided to say it. Holy sh! It's the attack of Eddie Munster. Brilliant. Um, can I ask you about your own uh, personal sort of pre-career days? Um, was there any jo- any job uh, that you had before you you were an actor that you recall fondly? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, that's that's actually a very good question. My favorite. Oh, thank you, thank you. I mean, I wrote that one. I wrote that question. All right. Well, mate, you're just gonna redeem yourself, maybe after all, other guy. But thank you. My favorite job when I was in, uh, pre-acting days was I handed out samples of food in the supermarket. Oh, you were one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was my favorite because you really get a, a pretty amazing perspective on humanity and various things people will do in a supermarket setting when there's free food involved. And I, I had to leave that job much to my chagrin because uh, I stabbed someone in the eye with a plastic fork. You stabbed someone in the eye with a plastic fork? What did you do that for? Or was it an accident? No, it wasn't an accident. It was... Very real, based on real emotions. Wow. He was trying to get a second piece, and I, you know, it's against the rules, so I stabbed him. I slept like wow, a baby very, that night, too. <laughs> very, um, very strict with the uh, free food rules in the supermarket. That's yeah, and and you know, then another part of part of my history as a before I was an actor, as I, I spent a lot of time in South Southwest for about a year. I was there trying to make it as a cactus in the Mojave Desert. And, a cactus. Uh, we, we may have been doing peyote. I'm, I'm not sure. As a matter of fact, probably. I, I think I was probably doing peyote, and the others they were they were afraid of me for some reason. I couldn't figure it out. Uh, I don't know why they were afraid of me, and I said, "I, I, I couldn't. Un- I couldn't understand why." Right. I said, "I'm Chris. You know, I'm your old friend, Chris." And they were screaming, and I said, "You got to look at me. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm your friend here. I'm Chris." And then I, I realized why it was that they were so afraid of me. I looked down and realized that I was dressed as Santa Claus, the innocent blood of my reindeer all over my hands. Wow. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I'm speechless, Mr. Walken. That's a that's quite a story. Yeah, some is really, that true? Is that is that true? Some great times, some great memories. Yeah. Uh, is that a true story? You or did you just make that up? Why don't you stop asking me 
same question over and over again. Can I ask you a different question? Sure, shoot. So uh, yesterday was Corey Feldman's birthday, and Jameson, who you're standing in for, was going to wish Mr. Feldman a happy birthday. So since you're standing in for him, could you sort of do a, a sort of birthday thing for Corey? You want me to what? You want me to sing a song for Corey Feldman? Well, I mean, you do what you want. I mean, you know. First of all, Corey. Uh, I know you admire you Mr. Shut Feldman. Up for a second, career. other guy. Okay, Let I'm me, shutting up. Ask me right. to do something. Give me a, a little space to take care of it. Do it. You got it. Yeah, knock yourself out. Corey, you're a great actor. Goonies was my favorite movie. Second only to Lost Boys. Uh, so here goes. I hope you're not expecting uh, a Marilyn Monroe, you know, Kennedy sort of sultry thing. It's, I don't do that. I don't do sultry. And here goes. Uh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Corey. Happy birthday to you. How's that? That was very... That was very touching. That was very touching. Thanks, other guy. Still, I'm sensing some sarcasm in what you're saying. No sarcasm. No, no. I really that was very. It. I it, I enjoyed the pauses in in your singing. Yeah, I enjoy the the gaps in your face that are going to be there after <laughs> I after I punch okay. your lights out. Uh, I'm glad that we've got this glass in the studio between us, so that's not going to happen. And I've locked the door. So, um, can I ask you one more thing, Mr. Walken? Sure. If you had some words of wisdom for people, and this is another question that I wrote on the piece of paper right here. If, if you had some words of wisdom for people who maybe want to be an actor or a writer or be in entertainment business, what would they be? Get out now. <laughs> no, uh, no, that's no, come on, come on. Someone, uh, someone, some young kid wants to be an actor. Or he wants to be a director. Come on, some uh, some career advice, some career counseling. All right, you want some advice? You want some career advice for someone who wants to go yeah. into the Hollywood? Yeah, into the, yeah, the pit that's of hell that's yep. that's that's Hollywood. Yeah, the stars. That's, that's what I say. The stars. Uh huh. You never you never stop reaching. For the stars. Okay? For the stars. Yeah. Okay. The stars. The, you, never, you never look up and you see stars and say, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to reach for that, that day. Every goddamn day, you reach for it. Stars. All right. Stars. All right. Well, um, I'm sold on that. I hope um, we can have you back in the distant future that's probably that's probably not going to happen it's not going yeah i agree with that that would, yeah that's been terrible. very boring um, but it was a ple- a pleasure uh meeting you yeah yeah the pleasure's been someone else's and yours but not mine <laughs> yes indeed i want to thank all of our listeners jameson i promise we'll be back next week goodbye everybody our legal team is telling me that i need to tell 
you that all celebrity voices, except for my own, were impersonated. Our theme music is by French artist Chenard and the Sand. The song is called Butterflying, and we are using it under a Creative Commons license. Thank you.